Hello, hello, my above average tribe, and welcome back to the A Minus Life podcast. I am your host, Casey Jericho. And once again, I am so happy to have you here listening, and I hope we can laugh, learn, and grow together. Before I get into the topic for this week, I want to remind you guys that every review, like, share is so appreciated and really helps me and this channel out. So if you're not too busy while listening to this, it would be very appreciated if you could subscribe to this podcast or my YouTube channel, leave a rating, uh, leave a raving review on either platform. Also, please share with family, friends, even mortal enemies. I want to uh, also remind you guys that even though I have turned into a professional podcaster, my true love is my one-on-one lifestyle coaching company and our lifestyle app. If you are ready to make some sustainable and enjoyable change and learn what feeling good actually feels like, please click on the link in our show notes, on my Instagram, or on my website and join the team. You can use code A-LIFE10, spell out minus, to get 10% off any package you choose as a thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And now that my lovely spiel is over, let's keep showing up and get into it. Hello, and welcome to my bonus episode this week of my marathon experience. A little precursor, my two little children are in the bath like one room away and because my mic is just exceptional and you know the most expensive on the market, I think it's picking some of their chatter up. So I don't know if I should apologize or say enjoy the commentary if you can hear it in the background. So today's episode was not planned, but we'll throw it in there as a little bonus episode to recap my very impromptu marathon that I just did a couple of hours ago. If you are watching on YouTube, I have wet hair from a shower and I am drinking coffee and water with some electrolytes to replenish myself. But I definitely wanted to share this experience with you guys because it is definitely not your normal marathon training, nor is it anywhere near what I did for my half marathon. So a little bit of background, if you did not listen to my half marathon podcast, right, I am not a runner. I am 5'3", 150 pounds, and pretty much all torso, very short legs. When I sit down and then when I stand up, I don't really change height. Um, All throughout high school, all throughout college, yes, I was an athlete, so I was, I guess, a good runner in like PE class, like gym standards, sorry, all my gym teachers, Um, but I was not like a good runner in the athlete world. Um, I was good at my sport. I was not so good at the fitness side. Um, I started to run a little bit post big girl stage and whatnot, ran two half marathons, and then I ran my first marathon in 2018, the Hamptons Full. I signed up with my good friend to honor her father and I definitely trained, um, but I did find out that I was pregnant during my training. So I got pregnant like first week in August and that marathon was like September 29th. So I was like six weeks pregnant and the doctor was fine with me running it, but he did not want me training intensely every week in the summer heat. So I kind of had to damper off earlier than planned and I'm pretty sure my longest run for that was like 18 miles. 
I was also a dingbat and very into just losing and burning calories during that time period. So I would run at like noon um, in the middle of July and August. So definitely not the smartest training, but I definitely trained more for that. Yes, I was six weeks pregnant. I didn't really have any first trimester symptoms that most people have. I didn't have morning sickness or anything like that. So I felt okay. Um, not going to blame Rustin for my poor performance, but that marathon did not go according to plan. I came out feeling great and then pretty much mile like 17 hit like a brick wall. Um, I remember my husband FaceTimed me on mile 19. I started like crying when I was talking, so I had to hang up immediately. And then around like mile 21, I actually had to walk. And I know that doesn't sound like a big deal, but if anyone knows me or has been along on this journey at all, you know that me walking, like basically not quitting, but letting that mental part fall apart is a big deal. Like it takes a lot for me to walk um, and I just couldn't do it anymore. So my time ended up being like 4.34. So four hours and 34 minutes, which you know is not horrible, but it's not what I wanted. The last like seven miles really killed me. But during that, I think I took two water breaks I didn't eat one thing because I was just so nervous to get like a belly ache. Um, I did not hydrate or fuel properly. So that's that. Since that run, um, I hadn't really run much at all. And then as most of you guys know, since my audience is not that large and most of you are repeat listeners or just friends or family of mine, um, I did the half marathon September 30th of this year. <clears throat> Sorry. I did train for that. Um, I trained not for a long time, but I trained, I was very dedicated, didn't really miss a run. I only missed a couple of runs when I thought I had plantar fasciitis when it was a splinter in my heel. Um, and it turned out great. I ran a 133, which was faster than my goal. I came in first female. It was super duper. And for a moment, as I was like shoving my face with French toast, eggs, potatoes, you know, after you run, I was like, you know what? Why don't I just run a full after this? You know, it's so close. It's like five weeks away. Why don't I just keep going? Because clearly I'm just the world's best runner, obviously. I came in first in a very tiny local half marathon. But that feeling went away. Um, I got back into the gym. I had some killer lifts. And I was like, no, this is where I'm happy. I am lifting this is it. So I pretty much told my coach like, oh, never mind. That idea that I was going to run a marathon is, is no longer. It was just a fleeting runner's high idea. It's off the table. So weeks go by, weeks go by. I don't run. I'm back to lifting, early morning sessions. I did uh, a session on the elliptical and then um, a cardio session on the stairs, but no running. And then my grandfather passed away, um, 102 years old, Navy vet, um, firefighter and I my my mindset didn't change but you know it was just a big life event and that was two weeks ago and during that time period during you know planning his services and whatnot I also had one of my best friends cancerversary cancerversary walks um, one of my good friends younger than me breast cancer double mastectomy just not I want to say a horrible situation obviously it was but the way the way she handled it made it look like you know a walk in the park which is an ode to how strong she is um but we wanted to celebrate her 
and we went to one of the biggest breast cancer walks I've ever seen in a, a Jones Beach on Long Island. Thousands of people, five miles, unbelievable. Just the the heroes that were walking next to us, and I want to say I'm lucky enough that my friend was there walking with us, and we weren't walking just for her. Um, we went out after. I had way too many pumpkin beers, and then I started yapping. I started telling people that I may run this marathon. I had no intention of doing this, but the drinks got the better of me. I was back on my high, I guess, all pumped up for Ash, and I started yapping and opening my mouth, and obviously everyone was so supportive. Do it, do it, do it. And once you tell people, I mean, you can't really backpedal. So I was like, next morning, I was like, oh, man. I told, like, five people that I was going to run this marathon, and I don't want to back out. And it was a uh, veterans marathon, so all the money raised did go to – um, different veteran fundraisers and societies. So that Wednesday, my babysitter and I made a pact. If she ran her first 5K, I would run the marathon. Again, a pretty silly pact. I definitely lost out in that, but we made it and I signed up. So today is Sunday and I signed up on Wednesday. So that was five days ago. Um, luckily, the Sunday before... Um, well, not the Sunday of my friend's walk, I did get up and run 10 miles just to kind of see how I felt. I wanted to like test it out just to see if I still had it, even though it would, was like three or four weeks since I've run and it felt great. I slowed my pace down, went up nice and early in the morning. My, my babysitter slash daughter slash sister, Grace, um, took her bike, rode next to me. It was great. So that made me feel good. And then on the Wednesday that I signed up, I also ran seven miles. So that was my training from September 30th to now, October, I don't even know what date it is, 22nd, I ran twice, a 10 miler and a seven miler. So the longest I had run for this marathon was 13 miles. I would 10 out of 10 not advise that plan. I would not advise signing up five days before a marathon with no real training, um, but I love proving that humans can do hard things. I actually think it might have been better for me because I did not have time to think of it. One of my good friends had texted me last night being like, are you ready? And I'm like, are, she goes, are you nervous? And I was like, to be honest, like not really because I don't even think my brain and body understand what I'm about to do in a couple hours. Like I have three days to think of it, but I also, you know, I was teaching full time, running my company, being a mom, being a wife, doing errands. like. I didn't have time to think that I was about to run 26 miles with minimal training. So on Friday, me and my husband did a nice date night and did contrast bath therapy. So we went to our friend's jujitsu gym and we did three minutes in the ice bath at 34 degrees. I literally couldn't catch my breath. Um, I was trying to talk and I couldn't. And then after the three minutes, you go into the sauna, which was set at 210 uh, for 20 minutes. So you do the cold bath, then the sauna, the cold bath again, then the sauna, and then you end on the cold bath. And the last time you go in the cold bath, you kind of stay in until you're shivering, like uncontrollably. Um, that was one of the hardest things I've ever done. That cold plunge was brutal. I hate cold things. I take my showers at like Satan temperature, um, just not something I like. But I stepped out of my comfort zone. I was promised that it would make my legs feel good, so I went for it. Um, I definitely felt 
nice on Saturday. I wouldn't say I had extra human strength, um, but I'm glad I did it. Also on Saturday night, so yeah, Saturday, I did all my meal prep So because I, I have work tomorrow, right? So I got that out of the way. And then my husband slash coach, I would say my, my fuel coach for this race, um, we took a ride through the course because he ran this course two years ago. And he had hidden water bottles filled with Go One More Sport by BPN, Nick Bear's company. It's like a carb um, drink. So he put them in water bottles all throughout the course with a goo wrapped or um, rubber band around it. So he's like, you have to do this. There's just not enough aid stations. Water's not going to be good enough. You need carbs. You need these goos. So he did that for me on Saturday night. We took a family drive and we hid three water bottles um, around mile, I think it was like mile 10, mile 15, and mile 21. So that was great. And then we came home and I had a good old high school pasta party, right? I mean, Lord, if I am going to run another race, which I don't think I am, the food is worth it. I had rigatoni, I had bread, and not saying that these things are bad and you can't have them, but you all know how I like to eat, so I can't just have like four rigatonis. If I'm going to go for it, I'm going to go for it. And let me tell you, I went for it. It was delicious. Um, so then Sunday, I wake up, I get my coffee ready. I had an Eggo waffle, another delicious thing, um, and then an English muffin, got my outfit on, got all set, um, and headed to the race. Still very not realizing what I was about to do. Um, I sat in my car and listened to a podcast while people were like warming up in front of me, and I actually Googled on my phone, should I warm up for a Mara? And when I got to MA on Google, all these things started popping up. It was like, should I warm up my mayonnaise? Should I warm up my mashed potatoes? And I was like, well, this is ironic. Like, look at our world. Um, I had to Google, should I warm up for my marathon? And I read it and it was like, eh, like get your legs moving, but the first couple miles can be a warm up. So I sat in my car. I did take like 16 trips to the porter potty because I had like the nervous peas. And then I started to realize like, wait, my bib number is 11. Like I signed up three days ago. Are there 15 people running this marathon? Like, am I going to be all by my lonesome on this? And I was like, this is strange. But then I started to realize that the bib numbers were very random. There were like the 300s, the 2000s. So it must've just been a luck of the draw. Um, so I downloaded a book on tape because you know that's what I like to listen to to get my mind going. My good old friends, Lady and Cora, suggested a good murder mystery-ish book, so bought that and set up my headphones. Oh, crud. I just remembered. I left my sweatshirt at, like, the... You can, like, drop it off in a bag and pick it up on your way back. I did not pick it up. Shucks. Well, Amazon zip up. Hopefully they enjoy it. Extra large. So... I dropped off my sweatshirt because it was cold and lined up. Um, so many people, way more than the half marathon was on September 30th, did the cool national anthem. Um, a veteran spoke, and we were off. And I'm not going to lie. I had my first moment of, like, self-doubt, like, mile two. I was like, oh, boy. Like, I don't feel exceptional right now, and I should be feeling exceptional if I have 24 miles to go. And I did not. But... Just kept going. 
it was actually very interesting for me because I have a big problem with people passing me. Um, I don't like it. It's the competitive part of me. It's why I was able to do so well on the half marathon because I kind of started in the front and I refused to let anyone pass me. But I had to let people pass me in this because there was 10K runners, which is six miles. There was half marathon runners, which is 13. And then there were marathons. So those people were going to go quicker paced. And I had to get over the competitive competitiveness part in me. Let them pass you. Do not go faster than you planned on or else you're going to burn out. So I really had to keep telling myself that and swallow my pride a little bit and just be like, that's okay. Let her go. Let her pass you. Let her pass you. It'll be okay. She's running a different race. Don't worry. So definitely a lot of self-talk there, which I know sounds crazy, but just, again, I've said it 74 times, the competitiveness in me. Um, So I did find they had pacers, which was awesome. The only other race I've ever seen a pacer in was my half marathon in San Diego and super helpful. So I found the 350 pacer. They did. They had them every like 30 minutes. So the other option was like 420. And I knew I didn't want to do that. I really wanted four. So I just kind of stayed with the 350 person. And I was like, all right, if I, if I fall off at the end, that's okay. So I stayed pretty close to him and the little group that we had. There was like six of us. And we had... No, first six miles, first seven miles, and I'm about to look for my first bottle, and it's gone. I don't know if an animal got it. I don't know if, like, the police that, you know, set up things late night or did, like, you know, a walkthrough saw it and didn't trust it, so they took it. I don't know if a runner was like, ooh, jackpot, nice water bottle with go one more sport and a goo rubber band. It's mine. So it was missing. I texted my husband and called him, and I was like, the first bottle's gone. Like, dang it. Um, So kept going. Running up the Robert Moses Bridge, and if anyone's listening to this that's not from Long Island, it is a bridge that connects Long Island to another barrier island called Fire Island, and that's like how we have our ocean. So it's like a a mile-and-a-half-long bridge. So cool. We drive over it all the time to go to the beach, but – never it's not it's not a walking bridge you cannot walk over it so that was really cool minus the winds were like 30 miles an hour and I knew going into this they were going to be really strong everyone's reactions were like oh my god it's supposed to be so windy tomorrow and I was like I know and it was windy let me tell you my braids were whipping I facetimed my husband and the kids and they could barely hear me because the wind you couldn't even trail off someone because of the direction it was coming. Supposedly it was northwest north, which makes no sense to me um, because it was blowing in our face. And I thought northwest north would mean it was coming from the north, but I think that means it was going north. I don't know. I took earth science 25 years ago. So rough up on the bridge, got to the top, windy. Even going downhill was super windy. And then that rest of that stretch was wind in your face. Then we get down the bridge and we start running on a parkway called Ocean Parkway. And it is right into the wind once again. And it's like a six mile just straight. That's it. No turns, no people because it's a parkway. The parkway is not closed down because there's a bike path. And you're just running on the bike path. Not the most exciting. No one on the road's cheering for you. It is pretty views. But, I mean, that gets old eventually. Um, if you are not from Long Island, you may know this reference. It is where the Gilgo Beach is. So the Gilgo Killer, the Netflix series that's probably going to come out soon, that's where we were running. So my other plan was 
if I didn't swan dive off the bridge out of pain, I was just gonna see if another Gilgo killer was available at the time. But I was able to power through. Um, we did this loop where my other water bottle was supposed to be, and it was not. So I'm zero for two. And like my goos were attached to those. I did have some goos in my pouch, but I planned on having those goos with those carbs in that water. So second one, gone. Called my husband again. I was like, second one, stolen or raccoon ate it or cops got it. So I'm zero for two. And at this point, I told my little pacer crew what was happening because they saw me like look in the woods. They're like, what? And I was like, well, my husband and I hid these bottles last night with carbs in it and a goo, but they're missing. They're like, that was so smart, but not so smart because they weren't there. So now we're running, we're running, staying with the person. My legs are 1000% hurting at like mile seven and not hurting, but like I feel them. Like I feel my Achilles. I feel my hamstring, my butt a little bit. And that didn't make me feel good because I had so much more left. But whatever, it's just, you know, four out of 10 pain, I guess. And then we get to where my third water bottle was supposed to be. And like, as of as right now, like the whole little pacer crew was like cheering for me, hoping it's there. And it was. So my third water bottle was there. Everyone got so excited. Um, I was able to drink some of it. I had my goo and then I just put it on the other side of the bike path because we did have to go like four more miles, turn around and pass the same spot. So because I knew I didn't have any other water bottles lined up for me, I didn't want to drink all of it at once. So I threw it to the side and that was that, but that was a fun little morale booster. Um, so not much happens then. I'm just running, running, running. We turn around. I'm two podcasts in. I decided not to do the book on tape because I did start it and I had to focus and I was not focusing. I was like looking at scenery. I was talking to my, um, my pacer friends, friends. Um, I was thinking about random stuff. I was talking to my own self about how I needed to suck up the pain in my legs and how the bridge was so windy. So wasn't the best race to listen to a book on tape because I think this book is really good supposedly so I actually want to listen to it so I changed it to a podcast and then eventually um, a playlist that I had made for my old race and then I paused it a lot because I was chatting with my pacer friend Um, so again staying with him learned a lot about him he is such a gem there's no chance he's listening to this but if he is I don't know your name but I appreciate you because I probably would have fallen off or I would have gotten too fast and died so my music teacher from Long Beach who ran his 24th marathon today. You are a gem. I appreciate you so much. Um, I also just want to thank, and this sounds like a stupid Oscar speech, but there's this app where you can follow a runner and you can like send them a little cheers through it or you could text them something. Um, And so many people followed me that like, didn't have to, that were had busy Sundays and they took time out to like send me a great job message and it really, it played through my headphones and when I tell you, I don't know if they knew, but they sent them at the most perfect time and I even did like a live on Instagram for a hot second and even if like five or six people looked at it, everyone was so encouraging Um, and at like mile 21, as I was about to go up the bridge again for the last time, One of my girlfriends who I've never actually met in person, we worked together for our like first nutrition company. We've stayed in touch, sent me a message through it. Like, great job. You're killing it. And like, as I get like a little teary eyed, like just girl gang support, um, very much appreciated. And I just, 
love the tribe that I'm around. Um, so I appreciate everyone that sent me a message that wished me luck. It meant a lot more than you probably even realize. Um, so as I'm going up the bridge at mile 21, I'm 1000% like in pain. Like every ounce of my lower half is like hurting. Um, and it's not like, I guess it is pain, but it's like achy. Like I feel my Achilles and my calves. My calves never get sore. My butt is a knot. My hamstrings, my feet are like tingly, right? It's just not enjoyable. But I knew I was like, you cannot walk. Like you have to keep moving. This is going to be rough. So you go on an entrance ramp. So that's uphill. And then you start to climb to the bridge. And I'm not sure if anyone listening is a damn meteorologist, but please, someone tell me how. If the wind was whipping in my face going south on the bridge at mile 10, how was it absolutely 30 times worse going north backward, like back? I was like looking forward to having the wind at my back at mile 21, and it was 40 times worse going back. And it wasn't just me being dramatic because it was the end. It was literally blowing me backwards. I was up to like a 9.15 pace. I was actually cursing out loud, like giggling, like how can this be fucking serious, right? Like this is insane. I like put my head down. I was like, okay, count to 10 and look up. You'll be like closer. It was horrible. I FaceTimed my husband for like a hot second. The wind was so bad. I could not hold my phone. We had to hang up, but it was brutal. I literally felt like I was running in quicksand and the bridge is a big ass bridge. I was like talking to myself on the bridge, calling it the the land of the fallen because mile 22, mile, you know, 23, people started cramping, I guess. And there was just like a row of people on the side of the bridge, just like stretching or walking or getting picked up by police officers because they were out. It was really like someone called it the widow maker, right? That last push over the bridge with that wind People were just like, yep, that's it. Ran far enough. See you later. Can't do it. Um, My psycho brain, that actually helped me because I wanted to feel not better than them, but like that I made it. I pushed through. I feel like shit. My legs hurt, but I'm going to keep going. I'm just going to keep fucking going because there's four miles left. I did all this. I have to finish, right? And I was at a decent pace. So I ended up passing a lot of people on the bridge. And then finally the bridge ends. And um, my husband had told me that they were going to offer soda at some of the water stations past mile 12 or something. And I was like, soda? He's like, yeah, supposedly like Coke or Pepsi is like a great thing to have, you know, for the caffeine, for the sugar, for the carbs. And I was like, really? I would be nervous for my stomach. He's like, no, I think they make it flat. And I was like, all right, whatever. And I like didn't think much of it. And then mile 24, there was the last water station. And they were like, Gatorade, water, Pepsi. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Pepsi. And I grabbed the cup of Pepsi. And when I tell you, it was the best pick-me-up ever. I don't know if it was more a placebo effect. But the fact that I like chugged a little cup of Pepsi, I was like, heck yeah. Like, woo. And I just felt good, probably because the wind was no longer whipping in my face and I was on flat ground. But it was the best little, like, send-off for the last mile and a half. And then you come down the entrance ramp, 
and you turn on to like the last mile of fallen heroes. The whole road is lined with signs of people that have passed um, in battle, in war. And I mean, if you don't get motivated or amped up for that, me and you have nothing in common. So I'm looking at all their signs and I'm like, fuck your legs. Like, are you kidding me? These people would give anything to be here right now. So I start to push it. I feel good and now I'm dropping to like a 745 mile and then I see a hook and ladder up, which if you saw any of my Instagram stories last week, my fire, my grandfather who passed was a long-term fire chief and fire commissioner, longest standing firefighter in the Lakeview Fire Department. The firemen did a whole procession with hook and ladders all over the town. We drove through it. Firefighter was his thing. That was his label. He was known as chief. Um, so that was another like sign um, for him, which was really cool. I took a video of that and I was just going for it. So I put the pedal to the metal and somehow this is bizarre, but I swear I felt better moving faster. I don't know if it's because my legs weren't in contact with the ground as often or if I was just jacked up on that Pepsi. Um, but I felt so much better in my body moving faster. I feel like if there was three more miles, I probably could have made it. Um, so I'm on that last stretch. I see the turn, I see the finish line. And then with like a hundred yards to go, I see my little nuggets. Um, my husband, my two kids, Grace, my, my mother and father-in-law were there. It was really nice. Um, turned the corner and finished in like 344. So I had a goal of four. I did better than that. I did not think I would due to my lack of training and the fact that I just didn't have the miles. I wasn't worried about my lungs. Like I wasn't worried that I would get tired. I was worried that just my body wouldn't be able to handle the pounding for 26 miles, right? I'm no string bean. Um, I'm bulky, LOL, B word. Um, and I just, you know, your body needs to get used to that stuff. Your knees aren't meant to just go run 26 miles. And we all know, well, we all don't know, but I have pretty shitty knees and you know, injuries from soccer. So that was my biggest fear. And again, looking back at my 2008 marathon, when I did train and I fucking hit a wall, um, I did not think four, I thought four would be a great goal. So yes, I, I did better than that. I was proud of myself. I actually told myself I was proud of myself on like mile 25. I was like, great job, Siege. Like, I'm proud of you. You didn't really train for this, but you're kicking butt as you, you know, you still mommed, you still teached, that's not a word, you still owned your business, you still were a wife, like you had all these things on your plate, but you did it. So I actually told myself I was proud of myself, which was super nerdy, but I needed it. Um, Cross the finish line, get my medal. They put that like metal, that plant, no, was it like the aluminum thing on you? I am so awkward, I like didn't know how to hold it on me, so I just held it in my hand. And then the best part is I go right to the bagel line. I get my half of everything bagel with peanut butter on it, and my little kids come running over to me. My daughter hugs me and then instantly opens her mouth and goes, ah, 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 and steals my whole bagel. But, I mean, what is more true than being a mother, than giving your food up, even after you run 26.2 miles? Um, and that's, I mean, that's really it. My legs were super shaky. I stood up on the podium to, like, take a picture with my kids, and I was a little nervous I wasn't going to get down. I did come in second in my age group, um, so not overall. I think I was like 14th overall female, but again, for a pretty big race, I will take it. I definitely know I could have done better if I trained. I don't think I'm going to train and do another one, but I was proud of myself. It was awesome. I had crazy support. Um, 
my husband was like the most supportive thing in the whole world. I think he told me he was excited for me 45 times. He was like a little kid on Christmas for me to run. Um, and this is why we are different. <laughs> if he beat my time, I would have been so bitter, but he was legit proud of me. Um, my legs were shaky. They're good now. And being true to any mother out there, I came home, I did dishes, I packed my kids lunch for tomorrow, and did some laundry. But I did shower, my hair was hysterical, um, and now I'm here doing this before I forget. And that's really the whole story. I just wanted to recap what it was like. Um, you can do hard things. That is 99% of the reason why I did this. Yes, on top of the, I opened my mouth too soon after some beers and grandfather passing away, but we are so capable of doing hard things. We are so capable of changing our identity. And actually during one of the podcasts I listened to, they were talking about the fact that we are so lucky to make these choices. Like instead of bitching and moaning that I was running and being in pain, like how about I focus on the fact that I'm able to choose on a random Sunday in October to go run 26 miles. Like. So many people don't have that choice. He, he brought up soldiers at Leningrad that for two like months straight, so they wouldn't die of starvation, they were fighting for their country, they mixed sawdust and human feces together to eat. Like, I know we all have our own heart and we can't compare it to that, but as I'm listening to this while running, I'm like, you little bitch, keep moving. Like, look what other people go through. And then I passed a woman who was running with stage four cancer and like, people doing the marathon in, you know, race wheelchairs with no legs. Like, again, I understand that we don't all have the same problems and that doesn't mean your problems aren't validated and they're not hard, but it just put things in perspective. And I'm so lucky that I'm able to probably wake up in so much pain tomorrow from this and that I had people supporting me and people cheering me on. So do something hard, challenge yourself, get uncomfortable you're gonna surprise yourself 99% of the times. And even if you fail or you don't do as well as you thought you would, you did something, right? The whole part of this podcast, you did more than zero. You don't need to be 100%, right? I could have probably trained and done better, but I'm okay with this. Um, and that's really it. I uh, hope this was an f- interesting one to listen to. And I did definitely, I will put an actual YouTube video up of this. I did take some video, some real shysty videos. I'm no videographer, that is for sure. And another reminder that my app does have a running and lifting hybrid program as well as a couch to 5K. If this is getting you, there's perfect time for the turkey trots, right? Be that family that runs the 5K on Thanksgiving. You have plenty of time to train. You have over a month. So download the app, do Couch to 5K, run that turkey trot on Thanksgiving. I'll do it with you virtually. And also I am launching a holiday accountability challenge. I think it starts November 14th or the 12th, whatever Saturday that is. But it's teams of five and it's not a weight loss challenge. It is an accountability challenge. So you and your team are going to keep each other accountable during a time that people are afraid of right? You're going to still go to the gym. You're going to get steps in. You're going to focus on protein. You're going to have one Christmas cookie, not 40. Um, And yes, there are prizes for the team that walks the most, the team that has the best transformation pictures, the 
person that you know loses the most weight or weight percentage but this is not a weight loss challenge it's a habit challenge so i'm you're not starving yourself during the holidays you're learning to enjoy it but i want the holidays to start to become something that people look forward to both for family and good reasons and for food reasons it shouldn't be yay i love christmas but i'm so afraid to gain five pounds so this accountability challenge you will gain full access to my app i will give you workouts we will link up your nutrition um, there will be zooms there's so much and it's only $40 and it's over two months of access to my app. So that's like half off. Plus you're getting Zooms, plus you're getting um, nutrition guidance when you need. You're in it with your team. There'll be random prizes. There'll be obviously the big prizes at the end. I will put up the link for that in the show notes as well. But get a group of four and you together. Hold each other accountable. It's a fun thing to do. Maybe start your New Year's resolutions two months early, right? How about November new me, not New Year new me, right? Why not make it eight weeks earlier? So thank you again. My running career has come to an end. I'm not sure what I will do next. Maybe I'll just work out. Um, my husband wants me to do the swim across the bay next May, and that's a hard no. In case you guys don't know, I hold my nose when I dive in the pool or I pretty much just roll in like a watermelon, right, Lady and Cora? Um, but that is it. When I figure out my next challenge, I will let you guys know. But thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed listening. And then next Wednesday, I believe, is my holiday mindset podcast. So that should be pretty informative. But it's just the mindset part. We'll do a whole other podcast on the food. All right. Have an awesome night. Thank you for being here. And remember, you don't have to be perfect. It's just better than average.